When I think about my past and present before I read any scripture, there's something different about that scripture. There's something different about whatever I'm, I'm, I'm putting into me. Amen? So I want to know. This morning's reading is from Psalm 91. And it reads like this. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I would say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the, the great lion and the, the serpent. Because he loves you, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. You could be seated and I'm just going to pray if you don't mind one more time. Because I need it. <laughs> Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our refuge, our need in a time of trouble. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for making yourself available all the time. I say it every Sunday. There is never, ever going to be anyone to love us like you do. So thank you for rescuing us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. And I pray that we don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to feel thankful. That we live a lifestyle of being thankful. Because you are that amazing. You are that great. So, Father, as I speak this, this word that I believe you've given me. And you've given us as a family. May my words be your words, Father God. All I am is a vessel and all. And I say, Lord, if, if you can use anything, use me right now, Father God. And I pray that this word will bring, bring encouragement. Amen. Amen. Family, this series that we're in, this I know has blessed my socks off. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to just quickly recap. We've been in a series called This I Know. We started... With the scriptures that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. 
Then the PJ uh, went into how the, the thief comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. Then he, then he went into that we are the light of this world. Then he did three weeks of just exposing all these different religions. Remember, religion is man-made, man-made religion, not God. So he exposed all these different religions just to expose but but this morning I wanna I, I just wanna bring something and, and there's, there's, there's a title I wanna title this surely Amen and I wanna pray from Psalm 23 so you can prepare and get your your Bibles ready but before I go into the scripture I just wanna uh, why surely listen surely what's the definition in a confident way, without doubt, in a in a sure manner, with assurance, with certainty, a clear, you clearly, definitely, doubtless, hands down, unquestionably. I, I spent so many years going to services, hearing powerful messages and powerful words, and, and receiving powerful words, and God touching me, and and God, and just just having awesome time with God. In a, in a setting like this. But the minute I walked out, it's funny how I was going to start this off. Alice already started off for me. And she didn't even know. It's a fight. It's a fight. And sometimes, most of the time, I'm tired of fighting. Sometimes I get to a point and I say, God, why do I have to fight so much? Why does it got to be this hard? And most of my prayers in my prayer life would be, why God? What God? When God? How God? Who God? And everything that, 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 that I heard from the preacher, everything I received from the worship, everything, it's almost like I received it. And I believe God, I believe in the scripture. So, but it was almost like, I, oh, amen, amen, amen. But I had to see the doubt in my mind. Anybody? It, it was just me. Oh, okay, thank you. It's a battle. And we forget it's a battle. We think that, you know, God is that great that we don't need a battle because God is fighting. We say that if the battle's not ours, the battle's the Lord's. But then why do we get so beaten down all the time? Why, why do we struggle with that? Oh, all right, let me change the wording. Because many people might not say that's a struggle. But why does it affect us? Why does it put us in a bad mood? Man, that's, that, that's, that's, that's my, that's, a, if I could sum up my walk, it's lack of confidence. Is I didn't know about surely. My prayers were, were and I'm going to use me, so don't, don't think I'm, I'm taking stuff for, you know, what I hear. I'm, I'm talking about me now. When I was a youth, mind you, I had one foot in and one foot out. I would give God praise maybe Sundays and Friday nights for youth, but everything else, I was there was there was no God in my life. The only God in my life was the person praying for me. Okay. And my prayers would be something like, God. Why do I have to get drunk to feel like I belong? God, I need you to do this. God, I want you to do this. God, if only you would do this, maybe I would have both feet in you. Then you think it gets easier when you get older. 
That's why youth, dive in now all you can do right now. Dive in God's presence now because it's not going to do nothing but get harder. And I don't say that to scare you guys. I don't say that. The real, the reality is it's going to get harder the older you get. The mature we get in God, the more harder life is going to be. But if you do it right, the, the, the mature maturer you get, the bigger God gets in your life. Amen? And, and the battles get bigger, but your God gets bigger. Amen? Then I become an adult. I'm a man now. You know, I hit 21. Uh, I, I came to a life. I was like, listen, I need to grow up. Grow up, man. I, I gotta, I'm still 21. I'm still going to youth, and, and, and I'm still playing the same old, same old. And then, so, so I, you know, I became a youth leader because I'm 21 now. You know, I had to do something or get out. But, but I, I had to mature, right? So I say, so I chose God, and, 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 we, and I dropped a lot of stuff and got serious and, and got real with God. And, and I thought, all right, I'm mature now, so, so I'll pray for mature things, right? God, I need an apartment. Because I can't live with anybody. Because I'm a man now. I got you know, I want to get treated like a man. God, God, I need a car, man. I, I'm, I'm a man now. You know, I want a car. God, I need a job. A good job, man. I don't want no, you know, I don't want to struggle no more, you know. Uh, God, I, I need a woman. I'm tired of being alone. I, I need a wife. So, so give me my wife. So I was filled with all these wants. And I would say... The desires. God gave me the desires. So there's nothing wrong about praying for those desires. And I'll tell you this. There is nothing wrong about praying for your desires. But what is wrong, it consumed me to the point where that's all I was praying for. I was praying for, God, I want this. God, I need this. God, do this. God, do that. Never was, I was saying, God, I want you. I need you. Or I would say, God, I want you. I need you because... I need that. Or check this out. I'll play games with God. I will pray to God saying, God, I want you. I need you. I want you. But in my mind, I was saying, God, I need you so you could do this for me. I figured if I didn't tell him, he would not know. Yeah, but, I, but I was mature, right? Right? And don't get me wrong, God. Listen, God didn't give me mostly what I prayed for, and I thank God for that. Because I probably wouldn't be here today. Amen? Then I get married. I said, oh, life is good. I got, I got, I got. I'm married. Right? So it doesn't matter what happened in my life, but I got somebody to share my, my misery with, uh, my, my joys with. Nothing else matters. Singles. It does matter. It gets worse. When you get married, listen, I'm up down in marriage because I love marriage. I do marriage. I love my wife. I, don't get me wrong. But it is hard. It's hard to, 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 to be with somebody and, 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 and it's just naturally you're going to bump heads. Naturally, because you grew up one way, she or he grew up the other way, and then you got to come together, and which way do you go? You're going to argue. You're going to bump heads. Married couples, do you agree with me or no? Yeah, amen. I got, I got, I got. It's hard. I'm not blaming the husband. I'm not blaming man. I'm not blaming woman. It's just naturally, it's hard. It's hard to see eye to eye. It's hard to agree. And then you get, you hear this a lot in marriage. Okay, so we, uh, we could, uh, agree to disagree. What, what is that? <laughs> I ain't, but anyway, it's a battle. And the battles get more and more and more. Okay? 
So we're filled with all these wants and, and, and desires. And then I started, and I came to a place where I said, God, I, I felt bad by treating God like, a, like Santa Claus, like, 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 like a genie. I had a lot of nerve. God, I need this. God, I want this. God, if only you could do this, things would be better. And every time I did it, he, it got worse. Well, it didn't get worse, but it just got stronger, the battles. It got more. Notice, and I just, this is, I, and, and he just started listening to this. Notice, you know how Paul says in, in Philippians, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Notice it didn't say all your wants. All your needs according to what? His riches are going, and, and according to what he thinks and knows. Because remember, we think we know ourselves, but man, God knows us way more than we know ourselves. And we need to come to an understanding that, see, we need God. Not because uh, we need God's touch. We need God because he knows us better than we know ourselves. He, he knows what we need better than what we know what we need. Does that make sense? So I had to come to a realization. And then I started reading um, Psalm 23. And I started thinking about all those this I know messages. Yeah, this I know. I know this. this and, that. and I got to a point where I said, man, I know a lot in the Bible. We know a lot. We, we hear these awesome preachings and teachings. And some of you read all these books. And, and get, or you could be scholars. We, get, we, we, we fill ourselves with all this information. All God's presence, right? But then we, then our prayer life is like, if we do have a prayer life, God, I want this. God, some of us don't even pray until we're going through something. I'm just talking about me. I'm about to point to no one now. Okay? I'm being real. As a pastor, I could get so caught up with doing everything, ministry, and, and I don't care if you're in ministry, that's even the worst. More battles. And you can get so caught up in trying to do the, the ministry, so caught up in trying to um, just, just, just to get it going. Where's your prayer life? Oh, I got a prayer life. When I go to church Sunday morning, I go in. You go in because you got no choice. Because we have an amazing worship team. We have, see, God is in this place. He's in us too, but there's something about when you, it's the atmosphere. You come in here, it's like you got no choice but to pray because his presence is so thick in here. But then his presence thins out when we go on our everyday life. And then it's Tuesday and then we're like, we're like in the desert and we're like thirsty for God. And we're like, oh my goodness, it's only been two days and I'm so beaten up. And then Wednesday comes, oh, and this kills me. Yes, I got the mic, so I'm going to say it. So when it's Wednesday night prayer, you are so hungry for God that none, barely no one comes. I don't understand. I don't, I don't want to be anybody, be anybody down. I just, see, I'm passionate because God has done so much in my life. And you know when you, when you got such a revelation, it's almost like inside of you, it's like, it's like your spirit is breakdancing. I, I heard a preacher say that. And oh, my goodness. It's like you get so excited. And it's almost like you want to be the light. You want to be the light. You want to just smack somebody and say, wake up. All you need to do is go to Wednesday night prayer and pray. All you need to do is spend time with God. And it's like, it's like I just get so, 
so caught up in, in man, wake up. Wake up. I needed to wake up. I've been saved by 27, 26 years. And sad to say, more than, a lot more than half of that, most of my prayers was, God, I need this. God, I want that. I want this. God, and never did I say, God, I need you because you're good. God, I want you. God, God, I mean, if you hear the way I pray, I, I, I would never not start a prayer. Even if I pray you individually, I always start my prayer off with a thanks. Because I never, I, I spent so much time in my prayer life asking God, demanding from God. And then I would try to quote his scripture and say, God, you said this, so you got to do this. And that's it. No thanksgiving whatsoever. The nerve of me, right? Then I read this, Psalm 23. You can, you, boy, you can just start putting it on. And I read the very first. We're going to read the whole chapter. There's only, what, six, seven verses? So when I say whole chapter, don't run out, okay? Then I read the first part. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. Another version says, I shall not want. What? So I'm doing something wrong because I want a lot of things. Something's wrong here because I remember being single. All I wanted was a woman. When I was youth, all I wanted to is feel like I was I belong. I hated insecurity. Very insecure. I don't know. You might not think so, but I'm very insecure. But I hate being like that. I'm not comfortable in my own skin. And every day is a battle with me to, to, to fit in or to, to, to feel like I belong. That's the amazing thing about God. You, you just spend time in his presence, enough time. You, it's, something happens, a transformation happens, even if you don't feel good about yourself. God says, you may never ever feel good about yourself, but know that I, how I feel about you. Man, and, and, and know this, Mark, you, and I, it's almost like, you know, me and God has these conversations. You know, some people may think his voice is like oh, angelical and all that. No, he speaks to me like I speak. Okay, that's, 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 that's how I do it. And he says, God, God, he goes, no, he goes, Mark, Mark, listen, I love you. Forget about what you worry about, what other people think about you. I love you. For forget about how you think you need to talk and how you think. You, you, forget about trying to be somebody else, trying to speak about somebody. I'm like, I spent so many years listening to PJ trying to get the down pack and all that. And I was like, I couldn't, I gotta be me. I can't be him. I can't be, I can't be as small and intelligent as Gary, Pastor Gary. I can't be, I'm, I can't sing like 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 my you know my wife or, or Pastor Ephraim. I can't no, but you know what? I didn't call you to be do that. I called you to be who you are. I'm like, okay. So and so I, I I try to examine my life and I say I say, okay, God, what am I? What am I? Okay, right? And then and then this is the worst thing. I know for years, um uh, when I was you, I remember uh, pa pa Pastor George said, Listen, you you're like an elbow. I'm like, elbow, what the heck is that? Elbow. He said, listen, a person can't brush his teeth, feed himself, and you know, he needs his elbow. I was like, okay, that sounds a little cool, but elbow? Okay. So I'm an elbow, right? 
So I got to do something to get things done. So I, you know what? I'm going to go all out. So I said, I'm going to be a pillar. I'm going to be a pillar to whoever I serve and whatever I do. I'm going to go all out. I listen, I'm not going to, I'm going to be, and I'm loyal. I'm going to be loyal about it. Because if I, if I feel God brought me somewhere, well, no matter how it looks, I'm going to run and just do what God created me to do. Amen? Amen? Anyway, so just fast forward. So what did I do? I, I read this first uh, verse and I said, maybe it's a struggle for me because he, God is many things to us, and God, God is many things to me. But could it be that I wasn't looking to him as a shepherd? I was just looking at him as, you know, the lover of my soul. There are many things he is. You know, he is, oh, my God, I, I could be here now to talk about who he is. My friend, my father, my, my spiritual father, my, my regular father. My, he could be your mother if you needed him to be. He could be anything. You want him to be. He is. But I wasn't coming to him I, I, he, like he's my shepherd. And all over the Bible says he's the good shepherd. All over. Um, um, and all over the Bible says that we are like sheep. This is going to blow your mind. I did a study about sheep. And I hate studying. I hate studying. But I, I, something about it, like, what does that mean we are like sheep? I don't understand. What is this? We are like I'm like an elbow. I'm like this. We're like sheep. I'm like I started to read about sheep, and I'm like, listen. I started getting insulted. Okay. So you're gonna get insulted, but 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 it's not me. It's that's what the Bible says, right? Sheep are not intelligent animals. The sheep got no sense of direction. Sheep are known to become restless. Sheep, all they do is drink water and eat grass. But the water can't be running. It has to be still water. So if there's no still water, they, they'll, 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 they'll go dehydration and they'll die. They need a certain kind of grass. If there's no that certain kind of grass, they won't eat. They will remain dirty until someone cleans them up. They are the most stubborn animals you can you, known to man. Sheep are weak. See, they need a shepherd. A shepherd is a full-time person who takes care of sheep. A sheep, when a sheep, a sheep will get lost. And a shepherd will break night just to find that sheep. Because a sheep... When he's, I mean, a shepherd, when he's a shepherd, they, they, they pour out to these sheep. They mean something. The sheep is like their kids. So they will do anything they can to keep them survive. Do you know, do you know a sheep will not lay down and fall asleep? Because they're restless. So unless there's peace around them, that's the only time they will go see. But do you also know they can't get up on their own? They need help getting up. So they, they wander. And if the shepherd is not careful, they'll get lost. They'll, they'll, they'll wander off into a place where there's no food, no water. They'll wander off to a place where they get bit by a snake or by wolves. They wander off where somebody else would just kidnap them and, and just use their, kill them and use their fur and sell their fur. See, I need a shepherd. I don't know about you. I need a shepherd. I don't need God just to be everything else but my shepherd. I need him. To be my shepherd. Then it made sense to me. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or I shall lack nothing. And I started to think, wait a minute, you know what? When, I, when you look at him, when you look to God as your shepherd, you forget what you need in the outside. You forget what you want. It's almost like you still got the desire, but I always tell them, especially the, 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 the men that are single, I always tell them, I say, listen, it's a desire. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm saying put it on the shelf somewhere in you. Where it's not forgotten, but it's not, over, it's not ruling your prayer life. See, we serve God, and, and God doesn't want nobody, nothing above him, no prayer above him. He, he wants us to, to seek for, for him and nothing else. Let's go on. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is my favorite right here. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. Let me stop right there. I talked about surely, what surely means. This whole message is based on surely. Imagine if we was to put surely before every scripture we read. This is something. See, I could tell my wife until I'm blue in the face. Babe, I love you. I love you. Yes, I love you, okay? I, lo I love you, right? But then I could be like, surely, babe, you know I, I love you. Because what's that telling her? It's like, it's like, no matter what, I would do anything for you because I love you that much. So imagine. Imagine. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me rewind. The author of this psalm is David. When he wrote this, he was hiding in the desert with some of his peeps because his son was over, trying to overthrow him. So he had, a, he had to be out and he had to run in fear. When not in fear, he had to run. Basically, because he was going to die. Because he had this much people with him, and his son just had an army. So he had to leave. So he was in the desert when he wrote this. In the desert, there's no food. It's hot. No food, no drink. It's, it's, it's hot. It's uncomfortable. You could imagine that the people under him was rumbling. They were, they were questioning his kingship. If it was me, if I was there, I would have been like, bro, you're King David, man. You know how many people you fought? Like, you're amazing. So why are you running? He ran because that was the, that was what he felt directed to do, to run, to hide out for a time such as this. But, but see, what I want you to get is in his desperation, well, a person, a normal person would have been desperate at that point. But he wasn't desperate. His prayer wasn't, God, God, I need you. I, I need direction. Get me out of this. No, his prayer was, you know what? You are my shepherd. So I, I'm not going to want anything. I don't lack anything. Because I know you're going to, surely you're going to just, you're going to lie me down on green pastures. See, he knew who his shepherd was. He had confidence when he prayed. Family, I'm here to tell you, when you pray, Pray with confidence. When you start praying, use that word surely. Let's walk out of here today with that surely attitude, that surely walk. In the midst of your battle, 
Surely God is going to get you out of the battle. But when, until he does, I'm going to stand on his word. No, some of us are like, surely you're going to get me out of this. Hurry up, God, because I can't take it no more. Well, that's me, not you. I'm just, just speaking. I'm impatient. We want to microwave God. And God is not known to be a microwave God. We can't beep, 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 beep. Now, God, no, what God wants us to go through stuff so, so we can rely on him and we can say, confidence, God. I got confidence in you because you're going to get me out of this. Microwave God. So even, so even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you walk. Listen, think about your past and think about, I guarantee you went through something worse than you're going through now. And if that's not the case, know this. God will get you out. So, so uh, surely, surely, God, you are God. Surely you're going to get me out. Surely fear is not going to overrule, overcome my life. Surely you will not leave me and you will never forsake me. That's in Hebrews. What does it say? Well, it go on in verse 5. You prepare a table before, in the, before me in the presence of my enemies. I love that. I don't know, three weeks ago, there was a worship moment here and, and Alice came out of nowhere. And Yes, Alice. I think Alice got a camera in my house and she sees what I write and what I'm thinking. Because, but I didn't take it as confirmation because she, she was saying, I don't know if you remember this, but she was saying, in the presence of my enemies, you are with me. That means whoever, whoever doesn't like you, whoever's hating on you, you ever have those people that, that, that it's almost like they, they follow you and, and the, 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 it's backbiting and the gossip and, and they don't like you and, and they're always, always putting you down or even if it's not in front of you, behind your back. And, and, and they may not say anything, but they'll give you, they roll your eyes and give you the look. And it's almost like, and even in the presence of your enemies, God is there. Not only he's there, but he's there waiting for a party. A banquet table with your favorite foods. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It doesn't matter. Family, friends, anybody. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you know what God feels about you. But some people take that and they say, okay, so I could rock like this because God loves me that much. He's going to forgive me. Side note. Yes, God is amazing. God is good. But if we live a lifestyle where God will have no, let me be careful how I say this. If we're living in a way that's not godly, listen, God is always with us, but his covering, he will remove his covering from you. I'm a strong believer in that. If you're single and you're coming here getting your praise on, and this is like a, a spiritual club, and that's all right, because this is like a, a spiritual club. You get, your, you get your worship on, you get your, your dance on, you get your singing on, you get your praise on, you get filled with, with God, and you leave here uh, pumped. But if you go out there and you're still sleeping around with not your husband or not your wife, because you feel you need that, his covering will not be over you. That's quiet, right? 
So I expected to be quiet. Here we go. He goes to the ending, right? Boy. I'm going to ask. I, I got some help coming right now. Amen. We're going to, we just, we just, in a little while we're going to close. But I told boy, I want him to stop playing. Because I want him to marinate this, 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 this stage, this altar. I want him to just, I want people to start listening to what he's playing before any words are uh, sung out. Because, because we're going to end with a prayer singing out. Amen. We, we, we're going to end. We're going to leave here with confidence that no matter what we're going to walk out, we're, we're, even in the middle of your hell, God is there. And God has wired us to look to him as our shepherd. He ends it. David ends this by saying, remember, and David's never asking God anything. He says that God came out. He didn't, he didn't say that. He, he's everything he says is that God, you are, you are. So God is standing firm, right? And then he ends it by saying, "Surely, God, surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." I'm gonna read that again. Think about what you're going through right now. Think about how far God brought you through in your past. And think about your presence. When you look to him as a shepherd, surely, no matter what you're going through, surely, goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It didn't say you would dwell in the house of the Lord on Sundays. It didn't say on Wednesdays. It said forever. Forever. That means no matter what you do, what stupid decision you put yourself into, just don't blame God. But the decisions we make because we want and we need, because we think we want and we need this. And I want you to say, God, you know the desires of my heart. Boom, that's it. You're good. You're good. So, so if I ask of anything from you, God, fill me with your spirit. Because nothing else matters. Listen, would I like a house? I would love a house with a backyard so I could barbecue and have all my friends over. I would love that. But you know what? When God is ready to get out to me, who's ready? But right now, I'm going to give him praise. Right now, I'm going to say, God, you are good. So... Uh, I'll rock with you whatever I'm in now. Whatever mess I'm in right now, I'll flow with you, God. Because you're my shepherd. I tell you, I'm gonna share something how 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 this revelation came to me. I was driving around in a you know in a jalopy. I feel like I, that's how I drive, you know. Me and my wife, we had two cars, she had the good car, and I had the jalopy, right? Well, you know, one of those that it makes more noise than anywhere you go. And, and my car was whistling, so everybody knew I was coming two blocks before I get there. My handle was broken. I didn't have enough money to fix the handle, so I had to climb through the other seat, you know, or get my kids to go and open the door for me. One of those. So I gave it up. I gave it up. It was just, it, it, it was going to cost me too much money to fix it. And, and so I just gave it up, okay? 
I, I work a mile away from my house. So, you know, because of lack of funds. So I started walking because I didn't have a car, right? Try walking two to four miles a day when you don't like walking in the summertime. By the time I got to work, I was drenched. By the time I got to work, I didn't want to do anything because I was, I got my exercise for my year, for the lifetime. I, I don't need this, right? But then I had to leave work to get my kids on my lunch. That's what I do. And, and, and so that's two miles. And then if my wife is working late, I got to walk back to, so I can punch out. That's three miles. And if my wife is still working a little late, I got to walk back. That's four miles a day. Try doing that in the rain, in the snow. Try Listen, I'm not saying it for anybody to feel bad for me. Because maybe God wanted me to do that to lose weight. Amen? Okay? So I had to, I had to find and all that, all that nastiness I, and anger I was feeling towards God. You know, I'm talking about I was walking and every car that passed by me was like, I'll take that car. I'll take that car. I'll take that car. And then when I walk and I see at the red light, I see the young, this young cat, uh, this, the youngest kid with the dopest car. And I'm here walking drenched in sweat, or if it's raining, and I'm, like, and I'm looking. Or the worst is with my coworkers, I hear people honking at me and keep on going. And then when I get to work, they say, oh, I saw you walking today. I just want to look at them and like, Once in a blue moon, somebody would say, oh, jump in. And I would say, I, 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 I got no shame. I'd be like, okay. Okay. But then instead of praying, you know, I, my prayers would be like, God, I need a car, man. I need, I, it's, not, it's not a question that I want a car. I need a car. Because then my wife would have to come down. If I had to be here, I had to go back down. So I was, man, get, it's, I, I, I need a car. And God says, listen, all you need is me. He convicted me. I was like, oh, my goodness. All I need is God. He said, listen, he said, Mark, I give you a gift. Every morning I give you a gift. My mercy is new every morning for you. My mercy is all that you need. It is more than enough. Not a car, not a house, not. See, God has us marked. Let me tell you what a shepherd does to a sheep. Every shepherd takes a knife and cuts behind the sheep's ear. And every shepherd has a distinct mark. They do that because no one can take their sheep. It's almost like a proof of ownership. So they can see from far away. That's my sheep. Look, they got the mark. Okay? Listen, we're marked. God is with us. We're marked. We could try running from him, but God, he's going to find us. I don't know if you try running. I try running, and it's the stupidest thing i ever done. Because no matter how much I try running, I would dig my hole deeper, but he would still be there. No matter how deep my hole was dug, he still he still poured out his arm and just lift me out of the pit. Every time he would clean me. Sometimes he would clean me, give me a bow, and then he would clean me. So many times in my life, not just one time. E, where you at? Surely, I'm going to close right now. Yes, it's short. 
And I hope this was a blessing. Listen, but I don't want you to hear this and poo-poo it. Because we all need that confidence. You're going to remember this when you're going through something. Like, shoot. Remember that word, surely. And say, and don't say, God, I need to get out of this mess. Say, God, I, you know the mess I'm in, so, but so I'm going to stand on your word because your word says that you love me. Your word, your word says that you will never leave me or forsake me. Listen, I'd rather be in a mess as long as I have Jesus with me, I would rather be in that mess than, than out of a mess without Jesus. Because without Jesus, I'm lost. I'm empty. I'll tell you, without Jesus, you're lost and you're empty. Listen, you might not agree with me now, but there's going to be a time, something, you're going to walk through something. You're going to walk through something. And you're going to be empty. You're going to feel like you're lost. Some of you are either going to blame God for getting you in a mess, but you're forgetting about the decision you made. This morning, I, I asked Pastor E, I said, E, I want you to sing out. I call it a famous song because many of us know the song. Many of us know this, 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 this psalm. This is the most famous psalm of all the Bible. Do you know, no matter if you're saved or not in the army, back in the days, everybody had to recite this psalm before they went into battle? You know, back in the days where they just walked into the bullet, you know, because it was like a, it was like a suicide mission. When 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 they're dying and they shot up and they they know there's no hope, you know, this is the psalm that the, that the priest or whoever or the chaplain would read to give them hope because they know they're about to die. You know this psalm. You hear this a lot in funerals to bring comfort to to, to the family. When you visit a family member in a hospital and they're dying and, and everybody's praying for healing, healing, healing. This psalm is read in a lot of the hospitals. Last story. There was a famous actor. I don't know his name. It didn't say his name. But he was the guest of honor at the social gathering. Where he received many requests to recite favorite poems and favorite quotes and, and favorite stories. He was very animated. So an old preacher who happened to be there asked the actor to recite the 23rd Psalm. So the actor said, sure, I could do it only if you do it after me. The actor, he, he recited and it was beautiful in tone. With great, he had one of these, uh, uh, these uh, voices, a great dramatic emphasis and and and. He received a lengthy applause, standing ovation, because it was just beautiful how he read it. And everybody was cheering. Then the preacher got on a mic. And the preacher's voice was rough and broken for many years of preaching. His diction was anything but polished. But when he finished, there was not a dry eye in the room. What was the difference? Somebody asked the actor, well, what made the difference? The actor replied, I know the psalm, but he knows the shepherd. So I want to ask you, do you know this psalm or do you know the shepherd? Listen, 
It doesn't matter what you know. This I know. We're, we're going through a series. Awesome preachings of this I know. This I know. I know this. I know God is good. God is amazing. We sing these songs and we can lift it up on a Sunday morning. But the minute we walk out of here, all hell breaks loose. Some of us might take like maybe 10 minutes and we're fighting with our spouses. And it ruins our whole week. That's because you're not receiving from you're receiving from God and everything He has to offer, but you're not going to Him as a shepherd. You're gonna have wants and desires. I'm not saying to stop wanting and stop desire. What I'm saying is stop and not desire and want to overwhelm your prayer life. Listen, I prayed so hard as a single for a wife for so long. It got to the point that every church I went to, I was like, oh, my wife is here today. I started getting prophetic. And I started saying, oh, amen, santo, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get my wife here. Long story short, I never found my wife anywhere else by, by right under my nose, right where at the same church. So I'm going to ask this. I don't know if we have the words of the song. I never checked. No? Okay. Listen to the words that you're about to hear. Okay? And don't let it be a song, but let it be your prayer this morning. And if you want to walk out of here, not into a perfect life or a perfect journey, but you're going to walk out of here with a battle, but you're going to walk through that battle like uh, with confidence. I don't care what I'm going through. Let's go. Because surely I'm going to get through this. I don't care what I'm going through right now. Surely his goodness and mercy is following me. Something just hit me. Surely goodness and love will follow. Do you know what follow means? It means pursue. Surely his goodness and mercy is going to pursue you. That means whatever you go through, no matter how dark the shadows are, it's shadows. Shadows can't touch you. It's just dark. But in the darkest, in your darkest moment, when you're feeling the most unholiest, the most unworthiest, because you, you feel like you messed up too much. Listen, I don't care what you, what you feel you messed up on. There is nothing you could do that God can't forgive you. That God can't restore you. That God can't forgive you and bring you to a place where, wow, I'm in God's peace. Oh, but wait a minute. People think you're in God's peace, you're not going through nothing. No, you can, in the middle of your hell, you can be in God's peace. And the, and the hell is still going on, but nothing's touching you. You might not be feeling right there right now. It might not look it. You know that song, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, what is it? I'm not going to. I wish I could sing. Alice, help me out. I'm not going to do nothing, what I see. I'm nothing not, is impossible. Yeah, nothing is impossible. We sing it all the time here. It's, it's, like, it's like one of our theme songs. I'm not going to live by what I see. That's what it says. I'm not going to live by what I feel. I'm not going to 
live by what I see. We sing that all the time. But then why do we live our life the way we feel? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling confident right now. I don't know about you. My life is not perfect. I don't have the house I want. I don't have, listen, I don't got a car, but I, got, I don't got a car, but I got a Metro card. Thank God for that Metro card. Thank God I had enough to save to get a Metro card a month. Because I hate walking. I hate walking. Oh, I hate walking. Now I got to take 15 extra minutes, but I'm, I'm able to go back and forth. Unlimited, too. I've been driving for so many years, I didn't even know that that, that existed. But praise God for unlimited. Unlimited mercy. Unlimited uh, forgiveness. Unlimited. Hey, man, let's get serious now, guys. Come on. Are you ready to make him your shepherd today? If you need prayer, you come down. But listen, if this, if this, if this touches a nerve, you know how you can come down here if you want. Just stand up. I'm gonna ask for everybody to stand up. But if this touch you, if you, if you, if you need some, some confident gas in your spiritual battle, just stand up while he sings a song, and let this be your prayer. <laughs>